welcome to the haunted ride. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the haunted ride. I'm your host, Melissa Cummins, and thank you for joining me today. So, guys, Christmas is next week. I hope that you guys are planning on doing something fun. I hope that you're, you know, just going to spend time with family. That's really what the holidays are about, is spending time with your loved ones. And it doesn't have to be blood-related. You know, family is, you, you can't change your blood, but you can change your family. And I just hope that you guys are able to spend it with the people that you love the most and the people that you cherish the most. I think that's a beautiful way to spend the holiday and also a beautiful way to spend the New Year. Now, speaking about the holiday, I actually will not be posting an episode next week. Um, I feel a little weird saying that, but I am the Christmas dinner person. I I think I told you guys around our Thanksgiving episode that I'm always, I, I love to cook. I always end up somehow cooking one way or another, which is fine with me. I just hate when it's rushed or last minute, and that's not what I was planning, but that's now what I have to do. But when it comes to Christmas, I actually cook the entire meal. Everyone will be opening up the presents and everything, so that's going to be happening the Monday. I release the podcast on the Monday. It's just going to be a little bit too much for me to kind of get everything um settled and just make sure everything's taken care of so i'm sorry guys uh i know uh the podcast is still randomly like blowing up i don't know what happened i i don't know <laughs> what's going on but um i'm enjoying it <laughs> i am fully 110 percent enjoying it and i appreciate all of you guys um i hope that you continue to subscribe to the podcast if you like it you know, give us a review. I am on iTunes. I've seen a couple people give reviews. I didn't even know that anyone had given a, a review until I looked because iTunes kind of just tells me that I don't have enough data to show anything. So I just thought that meant that no one listened to it. Um, but for you guys who have given reviews, I really appreciate you. Thank you so much. And just thank you all for listening to this podcast and having an audience and having a community, which I feel like is what this podcast is starting to get. It just, it still blows my mind. It's probably going to continue to blow my mind. And, and I just, I really appreciate all of you. With that, if you have a story, please send it to thehauntedride.com or you can email it to thehauntedride at gmail.com. Remember, this is for you guys. I know I've been doing a lot of the storytelling and the episodes and things like that. And I appreciate that you guys actually really like that, but I also want your stories too. So if you can just send in a couple, I would really appreciate it. Don't be nervous. Um, I know I spoke to someone and they said they're a little nervous and, uh, you know, don't, you don't have to be. It's okay. There's no judgment here. Like I said, this is a community. I'm here for you guys. And I hope that you're able to feel that and kind of hear it in each episode. And I hope that eventually, um, as this podcast is growing, that we're able to get some of your stories in too. One thing that I will bring up, just because I kind of feel like it's a good time to bring it up and it it won't really be brought up too much, is I finally set up a uh, PayPal link 
for the podcast, and I'm actually going to be working on a Patreon during my Christmas holiday. It's weird for me to do that, to be honest with you, but I do think that, and in all honesty, I know that the support would be great because that would help with advertising and getting this podcast more popular and getting more stories and getting more people and getting this to be a bigger community. And, you know, if in the end game somehow I'm able to do this full time and release more episodes, which is something I would really love to do, but I can't release more episodes per week until I have more stories. I know that it's going to take a really long time. It's going to take a long time for people to discover the podcast. It's going to take a long time for it to become popular. But I know with any additional monetary support that you guys can give, um, I feel like that would be easier because I'll be able to do advertising and things like that. So I'm just going to announce it now. Once the Patreon is up, I will announce it again. And then I probably won't. I'm not going to advertise it every episode, kind of like I talk about subscribing and send in a story because I don't want it to be just about the financial gain. Like I said earlier, and I've said it a couple times, I want this to be a community and I don't want it to just be looked at as, oh, well, you're in it for money. Money's nice, but um, if you're just in something for money and you're not enjoying it, then you're not going to stay in it for long. And that's not what I want. I want to be doing this for a long time. So with that, let's get into the story this week. I've been doing these kind of themed episodes, which I really like. Um, I enjoy telling different stories all kind of together, but I kind of like that if you click on the title of this this episode, you're going to know what you're coming into. I think that's really important. So this episode actually is um, inspired by Phil from Ghost in the Night. I basically support him in every podcast episode. <laughs> but if you guys don't know him, please go follow his podcast. He talks um, about a lot of different things. He's got interviews. He does investigations. I don't know if I would ever be able to go on an investigation. I think that might be asking for a little too much, mostly because I don't have to go into buildings to know something there or to communicate with what's there. So me going into the building and invading that thing's space, whatever it may be, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if that would be a good idea for me, but I think it's really awesome that he does it. He's always extremely respectful when it comes down to talking about his afterfinds of the investigation. Um, he's also very realistic when he's talking about it, which is amazing. Not everything's a demon or everything's a spirit or, oh, my God, what was that? It, it's not, there's no um, performance factor underneath it. It's, this happened, this didn't happen. I can explain this. I can't explain that. That's it. So if you like that or you think that you might, please check him out. Ghost of the Night. But um, in the most recent episode that I listened to, which I think I might actually be behind one, or no, 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 I'm not behind. But uh, this this was his episode with Susan Rogers, who has a book called Uncovering Norman. But she talked about uh, Norman being her spirit guide. And in listening to that episode, I sat down and I was like, a lot of what she's saying makes a lot of sense for me. Because I went through that and I didn't know that was a normal thing. I didn't know that people went through what I had gone through with their spirit guides or that they questioned things 
the way that I had had to question them um, with their spirit guides. So the reason of this episode is really thanks to that episode with Phil and uh, Susan Rogers. So thank you both. So going into the episode now, I have always had this, like, I'm very intuitive, but I've always had this, like, under undertone to it. Like, like there's something else there. Like, there's um kind of like, uh, I was baptized a Catholic. So, you know, in that sense, they would always explain things with, like, you have the good angel on your shoulder and your, your bad devil on the other shoulder. And it's like, which one do you listen to? And it's almost like that, but real. Like, like I have a real thing there. Like, like it has, like, it feels like something that is alive and something that's inside of me and something that is, they, I, I, I basically just like this wall that's there. Like, it's not, it's not imaginatory. It's not, um, it's like a physical thing, but it's in me and I hear it and it warns me a lot or sometimes it just talks to me, um, which might sound like possession, but it's not possession. But I've always just thought it was like my inner subconscious, like that because I was so intuitive and I was a psychic and a medium and all this other stuff that um, I could just hear it better than most people. And that if everybody was kind of at that level that I seemed to be that they could hear it too. Uh, It was female. It was not my voice, which that is probably the most important key to to remember as this episode goes on. It was not my voice. Now, my voice has tons of different octaves, but this was different. So while I felt like it must be my inner subconscious, I knew that somehow it wasn't entirely me. And that goes into the past life regression things too. But that I learned later on after the, really after this this part of the spirit guide process. Uh, I didn't know anything about it before. I just thought they were dreams or visions that I had thought I made up in my mind and they weren't but um I I had started um reading things and just becoming way more spiritual I got into numerology I believe at this point in time I was really into witchcraft like I was really into it I hadn't started practicing it yet but I was really interested in it candles and their meanings and things they just came very naturally to me like those things came very naturally to me so I was really leaning into to thinking about that but I hadn't really committed to it yet but before I did that I um, started practicing astral projection if you don't know what astral projection is essentially it is the practice of mindfully disengaging your spirit from your body when you're sleeping and going places visiting different realms, different dimensions, different whatever. Some people just seem to float out of the earth and go up to space. It's really a beautiful process. Now, there are a lot of different practices. There's a lot of different ways to do astral astral projection. There are a lot of different thoughts on astral projection. I personally believe in the thought process that people have threads that tie them back to their body. I do believe that if you cut those threads and certain things can that your spirit is lost and if it does not return back to its body in time that you will die I do believe that I just I I liked the idea I I remember several instances when I would astral project 
I would typically would go to a particular place. It was almost like um this little it was a humongous room, like a huge room. It was almost like it went on for eons and eons and eons, and you would see people coming back and forth and celebrating and talking and and you know holding hands and going places together and then i I don't really understand how I would find this part, but there were stairs like so the place went on for eons and eons and eons like it it was like you couldn't you couldn't even see an end to it is what I mean by it went on for eons like there was no end. It just seemed white and full of light and and the cleanest, purest air you could think of. And there was no end to this this area. But somehow I had found the stairs and you could either go up or you could go down. And I remember there was a sign essentially that basically said, and I can't tell you it was in English. I, I don't know what it was, but it was very like explainable what it said was basically if you go down, that you would not end up in hell, but end up in sort of like a purgatory. And as you continue to descend and descend more and more and more, um, things would try to take a hold of you and keep you there. So um, just to try to possess you. And so it was like a caution warning, basically, that don't go down the stairs. If you want to go up, that's fine. If you want to stay in the main area, common area, that's fine. If you want to turn back to your body, that's fine. But don't go down the stairs. But there were people who could go down the stairs and essentially rescue these other spirits that had descended, either gotten lost or, and it was weird, like, there were some people who were very, very clearly confused. And they would get lost. And I remember, like, there were times that I pulled people up, too. So I could, like, go down there and differentiate what was bad and what was, like, just a confused soul and where it needed to go. And um, that was normally my time in the astral protection realm. I would go to other places. So I didn't always go to this main area. There's other places. There was times where I would just kind of float around in space. It was great. It was a great thing. But soon after this, uh, I started getting someone who would talk to me. And it was a male. And he told me he was my spirit guide. Um he gave me a name, but I can't remember it now. And um, all I remember is I didn't really trust him. I just thought it was weird. Because, I mean, I, I on my own, have a huge uh, distrust of men. I, I love all human beings, and I love, I love all things that, that breathe and have life. Like, if you have life, whatever it is, a plant, a tree, Air in itself, it gives it gives us life. Like I love all these things, but that doesn't mean that I fully trust them. Uh, due to my childhood, I don't trust most people, and I especially have a distrust of men. So I thought it was weird that of all the things in the world, my spirit guide would my spirit guide would be a guy. I thought I, I didn't really know what I thought it would be, but it just seemed weird that it would be a guy when I don't trust guys, and then it would have to earn my trust. And that just seemed awkward. And also, you know, there's the fact that I would always have this female energy in me that I would somehow talk to or would communicate with me. And I just thought it was, I just thought it was odd that it was a guy. I thought he was weird. I didn't really trust him. Sort of like the the feeling that I talked about before with the, um, 
that spirit that was trying to become one with me and kind of come inside of me. It was like that feeling of there's a facade, like there's like you're wearing a mask and there's something else behind you. And he like would talk to me and he would tell me little things and he was right. Like when he would tell me the things, he was right. Um, and it wouldn't be like things that I could prove. It would be things that happened like later. Like he'd say, oh, you know, blah, 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 it's going to happen. And I'd say like, all right, cool, fine, whatever. And then blah, blah, blah would happen. And I'd be like, okay. And this happened, I mean, he was around for a while. So this happened and continued to happen, continued to happen. And I was like, okay, well, well, I mean, if he knows these things and he's been right so far, shouldn't I trust him? And um, this was also around the time that I had seen, like, the male spirit who had, you know, essentially tackled this demon outside the window, which I talked about in one of the earlier episodes, or um, I was connecting with my, um, a male spirit who I had been with in a previous life. So I kind of almost said, okay, well, you know maybe he's like my spirit guide from like a past life or something and that's why he's here and he's here to help me and he's here to nurture my spiritual ability but the things that he would tell me they weren't spiritual they were like real life like oh you know like so-and-so is gonna be upset about blah 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 today and so-and-so was said about blah 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 today and I was just like okay well you know he was right and it wasn't like I would have known that that person was going to be upset about that. It wasn't a situation I was involved in. I just knew about it because they told me after. But it, it, none of it was ever spiritual. None of it was ever trying to guide me to become better or guide me to find a better path or a better way or better anything. It was all very, like, in the here and now. Kind of like, um, and I think this is what made me I already, I still didn't trust him. I wanted to, but I still didn't trust him. But I think what made it worse was I saw one of those episodes on TV, uh, one of the paranormal stories, and they were talking about a Ouija board. And it was some people who was using it, and they thought it was like the real deal because the Ouija board would tell them things that was going to happen. And it would happen in whatever amount of time the Ouija board said. And I sat down and I thought about that and I was just like, you know, you don't have to be a spirit guide to tell me stuff that's going to happen. Like anything spiritual could tell me stuff that's going to happen. A ghost could know, a spirit could know, a demon could know, a random like supernatural creature could know that's able to communicate with me. So... There's still no reason for me to trust this thing. And I remember it got so, like, I didn't, I didn't tell it that, I, you know, this, th these were just my thoughts. Like, I didn't tell it this, but I remember it disappeared to me one day and I was so angry. And it was so angry that it hit me. Like, it, it literally hit me, like physically hit me. And I was just like, what the fuck? Like, there's no way in hell that I would ever be with someone like that from a past life. Like, I know that. Like, I know that for 
and second off, like, there's no way that this thing is good. It hit me because I guess it could sense that I was questioning it. And it was trying, it was like, basically like, I've done everything. I have proved myself to you. I have like, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And it just like went on the attack. And so I threw up like, and when it was around, I didn't have a shield up really because it, it didn't show up at nighttime. It showed up during the day. So I didn't put up a shield or anything. It was just like spirit and died. And I'm thinking like, it's supposed to help me. Like, I don't trust it, but it's supposed to help. So I threw up a shield and it couldn't touch me. And I was just like, okay, there's no fucking way that you are my spirit guide. Because if you could, this shield only blocks out bad things. You would still be able to come in here if you were good. And I essentially like cleansed myself. I um, I even did some like Santeria like cleansings and um, I cleansed myself that way. I cleansed myself in every way that I knew of. I cleansed myself um, with a Wiccan ritual. I cleansed myself just with spiritual practices that I knew of. I cleansed myself in a meditative practice. And what's weird is as I started doing this, like he started fading away, which makes sense. I mean, you're cleansing yourself, but this is even more of a reason why there's no way this thing was like my spirit's guide. I don't know what it was. I think maybe it was just like an angry spirit that somehow could talk and I don't know why it had picked me. Um, I don't know. I don't think it was confused. I think it knew, like, it was very manipulative. I think it knew exactly what it was doing. It was kind of just like an abusive boyfriend, basically. I mean, I'm not going to go too much into that, but, you know, it's the thought process of, of they begin to isolate you sometimes or they manipulate you into thinking certain things. And I think what's lucky for me is that I never really got manipulated into it. The only real manipulation it had was that it was allowed to stay around me for as long as it was allowed to stay around me. Um, But I never let it like, I didn't really listen to it much. I mean, I believed it finally, like when it would say something would happen a little bit, but I still had that questioning doubt in my mind. And I guess that questioning doubt, I mean, I would love to give myself like, a pat on the back for it but I think that's more whatever was in me that just knew things that I didn't know and things that I wasn't even if I sort of maybe knew them a little I wasn't comfortable with believing them because I had a horrible self-worth I thought I was lower than the ground anyone walked on I was lower than a piece of shit really so Sometimes it was extremely hard for me to listen to myself as a child. And even as an adult, it still is. I mean, I've gotten to a point where I'm a lot better with it, but it was really, really hard to listen to myself. So I feel like whatever this, and I think that's part of maybe why the inner, in my mind, maybe the inner voice was more of a subconscious thought, because it was the only way for me to listen to myself without, um, I'm not trying to say degrading myself, but without like not believing myself, because that was the thing is like, if I came up with a thought, I'd be like, well, why do you think that? I mean, but really has this person given you any reason to think this? Really? Like, come on. Like, maybe you just have this prejudice sort of thought process because like you don't trust like guys most of the time or whatever, or, you know, but I mean, have they really given you anything? And something was in, in me like, no, you need to trust yourself. Like, you need to believe in yourself. 
And I don't really know what would have happened if I didn't do that. But what was really important to me was in the episode of Ghost of the Night, if you've listened to it, you'll know what part I'm talking about. Um, but they, they do, t- she said something very clearly about it took her a while to trust the spirit side. And I think for me, it took me a while too, but, but I think I'm just lucky that I didn't. So it was so interesting though, was after this process, maybe a month later, that voice that I would hear, it got louder. Like it became like an everyday conversation. Like, hey, do this, don't do this. Hey, watch out for this. Don't watch out for, you know, watch out for that. Like, hey, no, this is okay. Like, it was very supportive. It was very guiding. It was very, like, enlightening. It was very freeing. It was just so freeing. And I was, this, I I think, like, this is what a spirit guide is supposed to be. And probably about a week or two later, I finally saw her. And... I wouldn't really have even known it was my spirit guide until I heard her voice. And that voice was the same voice that was inside of me that would tell me things. And I finally had a face to put to it. And it was so easy to trust this person. It was so effortless. And there was, it was so pure. And it was like I already had built a connection with that person. Now, slight spoiler for the episode that will come out. So essentially the New Year's Eve. Yeah, I think this the first I believe it's the thirty first is the next Monday. That turned out to be one of my past lives. Now, kind of going into that slightly, that's you're probably gonna be like, What? Like Spirit God can't be your past life. Apparently it can. Um I believe and it might sound weird, but hey, therapeutic place for me, hopefully therapeutic place for you guys. You know, so I believe that spirits, I think there's a difference between a soul and a spirit. I think that spirits, plural, make up a soul. So as you're born and you continue on throughout life, you do not always go with your full soul, with your full self. Sometimes it's part of your spirit. So I like to believe that. Part of your spirit has learned its lesson and can stick where it is. And then there's another part of you that still needs to learn. And so that part of you is made into this this being and put in this place where you're able to learn those things. But you don't need your whole the whole rest of your soul to, to know that. So I do think that it is possible to have a um as a past life regression find out about your past life and also be able to communicate with your past life spirit. And that spirit will help guide you through other lessons that you now need to learn. And that my belief in that goes through a whole rest of the thing. And I could spend the whole episode talking about it, but I'm not going to, but I I think that's perhaps why she was me and I was her. And I, when I saw her, I was, that's that's that connection I was missing. That's that's what was not there. That's what should have been there. That ease of trust. That I mean, don't get me wrong. You don't have to trust a person just because you're you. Like you don't know what you did in your past life. You could have been a dick. Like you don't know. But like you you know you. 
you know, like, you know, something that you would do versus something that you wouldn't do. Like, you know that. And I think that's where I was able to have that trust. And she told me so many things. And I would not be the person that I am today, or spiritually the person that I am today, had it not been for her and her help. So that is our episode for today. I wanted to start doing this thing, which is basically just, uh, and it's partially inspired by this and partially inspired by another podcast I listened to, My Favorite Murder, which if you don't listen to that podcast, you're seriously missing out. I laugh with those girls twice a week. They're fantastic, and they have a lot of self-love and a lot of mental health awareness, and just they are great. They, they have a great community, and I think they're fantastic, and what they're doing is amazing. But they do this thing at the end of their podcast, which is basically to say, talk about something good. So I wanted to start doing that on the end of this podcast just to share good things with you guys, because sometimes the episode is scary. <laughs> so <laughs> let's bring some, let's end on a positive note. <laughs> um, so I learned a lesson this week. And uh, I should preface this with I'm 27 years old. So you're probably going to be like, it's a lesson that you should have already known. But as I just have, you know, told you guys, I used to have horrible self-esteem. I I thought I wasn't worth anything. Um, Mental health-wise, I was not good. I was emotionally, I was not good at all. Uh, So when I have these lessons that I learned, they're important to me. And I hope that you guys already know them. But if you don't, I want you guys to. Uh, this week I learned that it is okay to put boundaries in place for people. You don't have to get to a certain level with that person before you put up a boundary. And if you feel that you need one, then you need one. And that's okay. And you're the only one who can make that call. This is a part of the show where I wanted to talk a little bit more about being an empath. So I feel everything and everyone. I feel life. I feel death. I feel everything. I can close myself off to it, but if I am, if I'm around a group of people who feel a certain way and I already partially feel that way, it's like there's a door that's like creaks open and then I feel everybody else's stuff and it slams open. And I have to, I I don't even know what to call it, but basically it's like I have to put a curtain over myself and say enough and step back. And that's the only way for me to close that door again. But with that, um, and I don't know if it's because of that. I don't know if people like innately sense the spiritual side of me. I don't know if it's because of my personality or what it is, but the same way that I attract spirits to myself, I attract people to myself. The problem with this is I'm an introvert. So I don't, I love people. I don't trust people. There is a difference. That is a lesson that I had to learn as well. But so if I come up to you and I ask you, how are you doing? I I legitimately want to know how you're doing. I really do. Like, I care. I want to know. But that doesn't mean that we have a relationship. It doesn't mean that we're friends. It doesn't mean anything. It just means like, hey, how you doing? Oh, are you having a bad day? Is there something I can help you with? No? Okay, well, I hope you have a better day. That's it. Like, there's nothing else. There doesn't need to be anything else. It is 
in my eyes, is being polite, being nice, being cordial, being friendly, really. But what happens specifically with me, and I, I've also spoken to um, a couple other people, and they have the same thing happen to them, is that people are so surprised that you're nice. I, I, and that's, that's horrible that that's the first thought that comes to people's minds. Like, oh my God, you're a nice person. Like, wow, that's, a, that's that's such an amazing thing. Like, no, we should all be nice people. We're all human beings. We all, should all be nice to one another. It's not that hard. You know, it's not that hard to like dedicate a little bit of the caring of heart to someone for half a second to say hello. It's really not that difficult. But um, people see that and then they want to attach themselves to you and attach themselves to you and attach themselves to you and attach themselves to you. And they want to tell you about everything. And they want to talk to you about everything. And if they're being negative, they don't care. Like they don't, at that point, it's like they remove, it's like they're leeching from you. Now, this happens to me a lot. I've been, I've been called, literally, I remember in a previous job, someone called me the battery and said that when everyone else is being chaotic and stressful or whatever, that I am like the pure light that keeps everyone together. So then I cannot be stressed, stressed or chaotic or anything because if I am, then everything else basically goes to shit. And that mentality is not good because at that point you start taking advantage of your quote unquote battery, which is what happens to me all the time. I get taken advantage of. And um, I will begin to pull away from people when they do that. I'll have to be extremely standoffish which is not my personality at all like it's not my personality to be cold now I can be if you piss me off and if you're being hurtful like in that instance oh yeah I can be that way that's that's no problem but if you it's kind of almost like in my mind you have to reach a certain limit and when you get to that limit then I will react accordingly and it doesn't need to be that way if you feel like if you set a boundary level and someone's crossing that boundary level, it's okay to say that. It's okay to be standoffish if they're not getting it. It's okay to distance yourself from that person. And if their feelings get hurt, that sucks, but they're hurting you and you are important. So I hope that if anyone is in that situation, and they don't know what to say, they don't know how to say it, like, I hope you just understand that it's okay to validate yourself, and it's okay to set a boundary, and it's okay to say, you know what, I need to break away from this, I'm sorry, and I'm not trying to hurt your feelings, but you're hurting mine, and I need to take care of myself right now. So, I hope that you guys have a great, fantastic couple weeks. I will miss you all. I hope that you have an amazing holiday. I hope that you're able to celebrate everything that you celebrate. I hope that you're able to celebrate it with the people that you love and with the most joy and happiness and bliss that you possibly can. And um, remember to eat. I didn't say it at the beginning of the episode. But remember to eat and drink tea and, you know, just meditate if you want to. Take deep breaths. Deep breathing is, like, extremely relaxing. Inhaling and exhaling, there's apps all over the, the doors that help you with it. So just take care of yourself, okay? And I will see you guys in two weeks.
Have a great day and don't let the ghost get you. Bye.